What's going on? It's Rock the Walls here on Adobe Radio. I'm your host, Patrick Walford. On tonight's show, we'll be speaking with Des Fafera, vocalist of Double Driver, talking all about the tour that they are about to start early next week, the Bound by the Road tour, with support from Death Angel, Winds of Plague, The Agonist, and Asriel. Should be a sweet tour. Really stoked for it to hit Toronto in just about a week and a half. As well, their latest album, Trust No One, the writing and recording of that, how him spending some time doing some reunion shows with Cole Chamber kind of maybe changed his approach on that new album and having that little bit of time of hiatus, but as well getting some new members uh, in Double Driver, you know, a new guitarist, a new drummer. Uh, really awesome, really in-depth talk with Des that I'm very stoked for everyone to hear. If you guys have not, make sure to subscribe to the Rock the Walls podcast over on iTunes. Simply go to the search bar, click or type in Rock the Walls. It'll show up, click subscribe, and never miss an episode that way. Starting this upcoming week, we're going to be uh, throwing up a podcast on Monday and Friday. So uh, lots of really cool stuff coming up. Uh, podcasts with uh, bands like the Northern and Danger Kids we had on the show, but as well a little bit later on in the month. Some really cool special guests. You guys are going to have to uh, wait until the end of the show to find out exactly who those are. Talking about some more sweet tours with Double Driver a bit to kick one off uh, starting early next week. Another really awesome tour that also just kicked off a couple days ago. Adobe Howell is very stoked to be sponsoring it. The Low Teens Tour, headlined by Every Time I Die. Support from Knocked Loose, Harm's Way, and Eternal Sleep. As I just mentioned, uh, just... Literally kicked off a couple days ago. They're going all across North America over the next month and a half. So definitely get tickets to that because those shows are going to sell out. We're going to head right into things on the show tonight. So without any further ado, here's my interview with Des Fafera, vocalist of Double Driver on Rock the Walls. You are listening to Rock the Walls here on Adobe Radio. I'm your host, Patrick Walford. Right now we are joined by a band. They dropped their album, Trust No One. In 2016, going to be heading out on the Bound by the Road headlining tour with support from the Agonist, Winds of Plague, and Death Angel. We are here with the vocalist of Devil Driver, Des Fafra. Des, how's everything going, man? Uh, you guys uh, just gearing up for this headliner now? Uh, going to start practicing uh, for the tour and rehearsing coming up in uh, the next week or so, man. But uh, just how's everything going so far in uh, 2017, man? Everything's been going well, man. Yeah, we're gearing up for this tour. We start rehearsals uh, real soon, uh, playing a bunch of a bunch of different songs that we haven't played before. Uh, about 15 tracks, 16 tracks in the headline set, and like you said, taking some really great bands with us. And, and we're just really excited to get out there on the road, man, and do it. Yeah, man, definitely for sure. Because I mean, you know, after the you know the the, the couple of your hiatus and whatnot, you know, going back to, to playing some shows and performing with Cold Chamber and whatnot, man, for you guys. And, uh, you know, for this being, you know, like the, the first big uh, headliner on the album release uh, with the album be releasing last year and whatnot, man, just as far as, uh, you know, putting together a package like this with bands like a Death Angel, you know, Winds of Plague, who's just getting uh, back into things after kind of having uh, the past couple of years off. And then as well, you know, the awesome Canadian band, The Agonist, man, it's just a, it's a killer package from front to back. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We just as we're getting ready to gear up. Uh, bands are coming into the focus, and we sit and we decide, you know, who, who we want to take with us. We we put notes out there uh, to all sorts of agents and see who's available. And um, you know, out out of the cream of the crop came came the bands that we're taking. And I just feel like everybody adds something really cool to the package. Uh, every band is very much different from one another. I mean, Winds of Plague is nothing like Devil Driver, and Devil Driver is nothing like Death Angel, and Death Angel is nothing like the Agonist. Uh, uh, so it's going to be a really a really cool lineup, I think, for people to come out and just get something different instead of just be assaulted by the same kind of band over and over that same night. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, definitely for sure. And I think it's something over the last couple of years you're starting to see see it more and more kind of these more uh, diverse uh, you know metal packages. And I I think you know personally it's awesome to be able to to go to a show and you know see five bands and none of the five bands sound anything alike. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's a lot of packages that do go out, and it's like, okay, cool. I, I, you know, once I come and I see the opening band, it's like that. 
you know, that's going to tell the tale of, of what that whole package is going to be like. We definitely didn't want to do that. And we never have. We've, we've always toured with diverse bands um, and, and gone out with, with the very diverse packages. Even when we're just part of other packages, we make sure that that package is going to be a diverse package. Otherwise, we don't want to be part of it either. You know? No one wants to go hear the same band over and over. So yeah. I think this is a good lineup for people. Uh, doors are going to be open early because we've got some other bands uh, coming in as well. And I just think it's going to be uh, a band called Azrael from Australia is coming in. So, you know, get their doors and, and enjoy, you know. We've got all sorts of stuff up online on my Instagram and, and on the Devil Driver websites as well about uh, meet and greets. And uh, we've got a, a package up that people are really loving right now where you can actually come work for the band for a day and get to hang out on a, you know, with us on a different level uh, with the crew, with me and everybody else. So uh, it seems to be... Uh, real cool right now and i can't wait to get out there and and, and do this yeah man 100 percent. i was going to ask you a bit that uh that was one of the things i saw you know just before the interview and one of the things you guys are doing for this uh, upcoming tour i thought it was really cool um for anybody uh listening in out there who who might be uh you know kind of on, on the fence or a bit to, to pull the trigger on buying one of those packages you know uh what exactly does uh does uh you know hanging out with you guys for the day kind of entail on the rest of the crew well, it's kind of cool. I mean, a lot of bands do this now, you know. They do meet and greets and stuff. I'm a very private person, uh, extremely private. You're, you're rarely going to meet me. You might catch me walking to the bus or out, but uh, unless you buy one of these meet and greets, you're not going to sit and have conversations. And I think this is an important thing, to, to, to come in. You're helping the bands uh, move on down the road, obviously, by purchasing one of these, but you're also getting to spend time with us. It's not like, a, you know, you walk by us, we shake your hand, we sign something, and you're out. We're hanging out. Uh, we're out there. We're, we're, we're sitting with you. We're not sitting behind tables, uh, any of that. We're, we're out hanging out with you, and we're answering questions, and we're talking, and we're laughing, and, and we're having a good time. And for me, it's like I, I say it all the time at the meet and greets. It's like the highlight of my day because I am so private and to myself that I get to meet people. I get to talk to, talk to people, and it's on a different level. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, hey, Dennis, hey, Dennis, come over here. Hey, hey, come over here. Take a picture over here. You know, it's like more one-on-one. Yeah. -on -one. Um, and then the, the roadie for a day package has just been, that thing's exploding for us. I mean, sometimes we have six, seven people coming to help, and we've already got a full crew. <laughs> but what that is, is you get to come in early, you get there early, you work with the, with the, with the band, you work with, with all of my crew who are like pirates. I mean, I hire all, all basically ex-military guys. Um, when they get out of the bus, they roam in and they, they do their thing. You're going to get to see what a real crew does, how they work, how they talk to each other. Um, you're going to get bossed around a little and you're going to have to work, you know. And then, of course, when everybody sits down each lunch, uh, we come out, the band comes out, say hi to everybody. And, and I think it's just a really cool adventure for maybe somebody who's never worked with a band uh, to, to do this, you know. And it helps us, like I said, pay our bus, get down the road, you know. Yeah. Yeah, man, definitely for sure. That's, that sounds really, really rad. Now, just talking about... You may, I mean, you're going to walk out and you're going to probably gonna walk out of the experience like... You know, some people are going to walk out of the experience like, man, that was really cool. And others are going to walk out going, that is hard work. I don't know if I'd ever want to work for a band. And I think that's that's part and parcel part of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely for sure. It's one, it's one of those things, too, where you, you don't really know what it's like until, you know, you've kind of spent it spent a day doing it because uh, i think there's uh you know obviously it's a little bit different from a fan perspective but there's a lot of uh you know people trying to get into kind of touring in the music industry who might not uh might not understand exactly how much go work goes into it from uh, from a day-to-day -day perspective from load in to load out you know what i mean right and patrick i can't tell you how many times i get hit up online how do we work for you i'd love to work for you i'd you know how do i work for a band i'd love to work for a band it's like why don't you come out and see if you can even hang, yeah. you know, because it's a, it is, a, I mean, my guys are up at 10 a.m., they're going to bed at 2 a.m. every day, yeah. and their work, their workload doesn't stop, you know, from, like you said, from load in to load out, so it's pretty, uh, it's interesting, this is the first time we've ever done these, mm -hmm. and at first I thought to myself, well, you know, who, you know, who, who wants to come out and pay for, to work for a band, and I thought, well, this is a perfect time for somebody to come out and try this, and like I said, these things have been exploding. Uh, for us, and it's going to be interesting. I'm going to come out and I'm going to come out and have a talk with everybody that does come on board uh, for a day, and meet them and say, "Look, you know, hang with the crew, see if you can hang." It's going to be very interesting. Yeah, definitely, man. Now, Des, just talking about uh, the latest album that you guys dropped last year, "Trust No One," man. I, I just got a just kind of curious for for yourself, you know, 
going back to you know playing some of the cold chamber playing some cold chamber shows and whatnot um and uh you know d doing the doing the 20 year anniversary tour and, and whatnot and just uh you know being around those guys and kind of uh you know just kind of having a little bit of time away from doing devil driver stuff man how how much of that kind of uh maybe change the the way you approach writing and kind of your perspective going into the, this latest uh double drive album was it a little bit uh maybe a little bit different kind of you know taking that step back for you know a year and a half almost uh two years i guess it would be uh you know kind of in between uh when you guys kind of went on that that uh hiatus for a year or two into the release of the new album right well i think first of all people know how hard we tour and yeah. that was a must it mm -hmm. was an absolute must to just take some time off refocus re-come together uh you know decide what the focus is for the next record etc um yeah. and then i came back in look like anything that you miss uh, if you're away from home and you miss your girl or you miss, you know, your favorite restaurant, whatever it is, I missed Devil Driver. I missed playing that music. I missed writing for it. I missed the people within it. Uh, even some of the crew were different. I missed uh, having that crew around me. And getting back into Devil Driver after doing the Cold Chamber thing was really an eye-opener for me. Uh, they both run completely different. Uh, complete, you know, completely separate, man. Um, the guys within the band, in, in either band, they, they, they act different, they run different. So coming back in, I was like, look, you know, I know what has to happen. We have to come with a record that's wholehearted. We have to give people what we want, but we also got to branch out. I mean, you know, we've got seven records, but not every Devil Driver record sounds the same. I think yeah. that's really important, the fact that we have a signature sound, but we always move forward. I mean, you, you can't compare Trust No One to Pray For Villains or one of the earlier records, you know? Um, and then that thing came out and it exploded. I mean, it's our highest debut to date. Uh, it charted very, very high for us. Uh, it sold more than, than any record we've sold on the first week. So we were very, very, very proud of it. And it was obvious after disappearing for a little while, uh, that people wanted to come and, 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 and get the, you know, get some devil driver. And, uh, we, we were pleased to deliver it. Yeah, man, definitely. And I mean, it, it's got to be one of the one of those things too. I mean, when you when you've been doing it for so long, and and then you see, you know, on al album number seven, album number eight, that you know, on the U.S. independent top hard rock album charts, you know, you guys are charting at you know three and four. It just kind of it kind of it has to be kind of reinforcing as to just how uh, you know dedicated all the Devil Drivers fans are, and that you know, even though you took that little break, they they didn't really go anywhere. You know what I mean? No, and it was really cool to see. I think people that have been behind us for a long time were almost like applauding us. Yeah, like, go take some time off. You guys, you know, they call us road dogs. They call us the California groove machine. Our, our fans, like, you, you can't really come up with a title for Devil Driver, so they came up with these things around our work ethic, our sound. And I think everybody was like, yeah, take a little bit of time off. And when we came back with that record, especially, you know, two new members as well, uh, and it exploded the way that it did. I mean, I was just very pleased. It was, it was obvious that they were there for us uh, in the beginning, and they'll be there for us always as long as we keep delivering good material, and, and we will. We, we're, we're always working on, on music. That's, uh, that's just part of Devil Driver. That's in our, our blood, you know? Yeah, man, definitely for sure. Now, j just as far as it went, you know, with getting a new drummer and a new guitarist, uh, fr from my understanding, um, you know, on Trust No One, these these guys were, you know, really involved in, in the writing process in terms of, you know, the riffs and all that kind of stuff with you in the studio. So, I mean, writing with Austin and with Neil, you know, the, the two brand new members, the drummer and, you know, guitarist. I know Neil uh, also did the bass on this album. Just, uh, well, how much different was that, you know, wor working with new people after obviously be being used to working, you know, with, with the same group of people for, you know, uh, the last couple album cycles? It was refreshing. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't quit a job or you don't get rid of people in and amongst your organization unless it's going to be better. Yeah. And it was very refreshing to work with these cats. And, you know, I mean, I, I replaced a guitar player that had been with me almost 12 years but hadn't written one song. So then I replaced him with a guy like Neil, who is just a consummate writer. Uh, as a matter of fact, I mean, we, we released Daybreak, was our first single, and he wrote that tune. So I don't know how many times a new member comes in a band that's been existing for this long and writes a tune and then we run with it and everybody was on board with it because it just was a devil driver tune um just very refreshing guys the outlook the uh the atmosphere in the studio uh the personalities nobody was colliding everybody was just like confronted with art instead of confronted with each other and yeah. 
you know, that that needed to change definitely with Devil Driver, and I got it uh, with these cats. Um, a lot of people don't know this either. I, I knew Neil for, God, almost three and a half years, and him and I had been writing uh, numerous things together for side projects uh, that we were going to do together. So had he not entered Devil Driver, you, you, you definitely would have got another project from me uh, with him because we'd become very good friends. I, I admired and respected his writing talent. Uh, the things that he's done in his past were just unbelievable. And, uh, you know, then you get Austin in on drums as well. I mean, I don't know if anybody is familiar with Austin, but if you're not, you should check him out on YouTube and see, you know, what this guy's all about. Not only is his personality just exceptional, and he's one of those cats that in the deepest, darkest times on tour, he's making everybody laugh, right? But on stage, he's an absolute beast. I mean, he's a complete monster. Uh, and we work together really well. Believe it or not, uh, there has to be a certain synergy between a drummer and a singer because mm -hmm. some of our songs have stops in them, and you don't start and go again until I say something or until I make a move. There's a lot of things that go down between it, within Devil Driver, at least, between the drummer and the vocalist. Uh, and you, 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 he uh, works with me on those levels as well. It doesn't just kind of just do his own thing. And uh, it's really cool to see. So, yeah, this has just been a great time. Uh, and it's been a, it's been a cool uh, whatever it's been, you know, seven, eight months, whatever it's been since the release. And, yeah. and it's good to see people, you know, that have been coming out to the shows when we played with Hatebreed, but now... Now it's like, yeah, you saw, you know, nine or ten songs, now come on out, because now you're going to get the, you know, probably 16, 17 tunes from us, and, and production and the whole work, so we can't wait. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, working once again with, with, with a producer like Mark, who you guys uh, d did the last album with and whatnot, and have worked with him quite a bit, I mean, just uh, what what is it about Mark that, that makes him such a special producer and a producer that uh, that you guys keep going keep going back with for for you know dr Double Driver Records and especially um you know obviously this time around from Winter Kills uh, you know as we just talked about you know with the new lineup and whatnot obviously recordings a little bit different in the, in that aspect but in a lot of the ways um you know for yourself having worked with them before it's in you know pretty much the exact same in in some ways you know what I mean. Right, right, right. Well, he co-produced uh, uh, The Last Kind Words with Jason Sukoff, and that's how yeah. I got to know him. Uh, and then we did some little things, one-off things with him, like the Iron Maiden track we had to do, uh, which, by the way, Devil Driver covering Iron Maiden, I was like, what? But we, we did a killer job. I was yeah, just man. thinking vocally it was going to be a trip. And working with Mark, you know, he, he knows us, he knows me. Um, he knows the band, you know, he knows the scenarios, and we, so we, you know, we went in to do this record knowing that he could bring the best out of, of all the members. You know, that being said, um, we've done a lot of work with Mark. Will we continue to work with Mark? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not a real big proponent of change in my life. However, I've realized that change brings and begets some really beautiful things in life. So uh, moving forward, you know, when we do go in to do more more music, uh, we'll be having conversations about other people, or or do we work with Mark, you know, or do we put Mark on the back burner until another couple records? We're not sure. So uh, yeah. we'll make those decisions when the time comes. But look, I mean, he's he's done a lot of great things, and and he's produced a lot of really good Devil Driver records, and, mm -hmm. and I thank him very much for for his work uh, ethic. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, just not not only Double Driver, but really, you know, some of the the seminal record releases in the in the, in the past decade or so within uh, you know metal music and the many subgenres. Man, he's he's done a lot of really awesome records for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he just he knows how to capture what I want, and he knows that uh, what I want is something underground and raw and not too overproduced. And he's very well aware that I want to keep our sound uh, moving forward. And, and make sure that we are distant from anyone around us. That's the major, major accomplishment that we've always done within Devil Driver or producers that we work with. We make sure that our sound is so far from what anybody else is doing that we have our own thing. You know, I mean, yeah. it's a lot to be said. I grew, I grew up on, like, top 40, top 40, top 40 music, you know, and, yeah. like, to come out number 16 on the top 40 with no radio track, no, you know, solid active rock radio track, which I've had in my past with Cold Chamber, and yeah. I've also had with Devil Driver at times. Mm -hmm. uh, but to not have one on this release and have it come out so strong and hit so hard in that first week, that was unbelievable. And I think the testament to this record will be how long does it hold up for? And if you really listen to Trust No One, 
you'll see that it's going to have some timing on it. You know, that thing yeah. is going to, I think that record's going to hold up for a very, very long time. There's just some really good grooves on that, some, some, some killer hooks and, and some things that we put together that not a lot of bands are doing at this point. Or just trying to be heavy, trying to be brutal, for almost no reason. So you got to. For me, look, a song is backed by a hook and a chorus and some kind of groove that makes you move. Anything else to me is rubbish. So when you take those things, you put them together. That's what you get is Devil Driver. We will be back talking more with Des Fafera, vocalist of Devil Driver. But first, I can still remember the very first time I heard this song playing the video game rock band way back in 2007-2008. It's Devil Driver, Clouds Over California on Rock the Walls. to Rock the Walls here on IW Radio. I'm your host, Patrick Walford. Right now, we are joined by a band. They dropped their album, Trust No One, in 2016. Going to be heading out on the Bound by the Road headlining tour with support from the Agonist, Winds of Plague, 
and Death Angel. We are here with the vocalist of Devil Driver, Des Fafra. Now, Des, uh, going back to this no, bit of music. Back to, going back to music. Let's go back to fucking music. <laughs> Straight up, man. <laughs> uh, just as far as it went on, on the brand new album for you, man, tr trust no one. For, for you guys just heading into this headliner at this point, you said that you guys are uh, looking at kind of like a 15, 16 song headliner set. Uh, what are what are some of the new tracks that, that you guys are uh, going to be uh, fitting into the set that maybe you guys haven't had the the opportunity to play yet on the the first uh, you know half year of the album cycle or so? Right, right. Well, definitely add, adding there's there's at least uh, at least two to three of the new ones, possibly four. We're working that out now. Um, playing some other stuff that we haven't played off off the other earlier records. Uh, you know, thinking about putting songs in like "Cry for Me Sky" from the first record. Nice. Um, just a bunch of different stuff, and when I when I meet those guys on Thursday, we'll all sit down and kind of talk about it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's it needs to be said that like if you've seen us a few times, this would be the time to come out and see us. And if you have never seen us, well, this would be the time to come out and see us right now. And also, we you know we don't know if there's going to be any time to come back into the United States after this run. Uh, so it's kind of imperative to to get out there if you want to see us now. You know. Yeah, man, definitely for sure, because, you know, obviously a band like you guys have, having the international following that you have, you know, you guys still got to hit, you know, Europe and Asia and Australia and all these different places around the world. It's, uh, you know, to, to then book another month-long American run uh, sometime in the year, obviously pretty tough. Yeah, sometimes it gets difficult. I mean, look, we're, we're going out on 70 tons of metal, which is going to be incredible. Take us to a little island uh, off of Haiti there playing with a bunch of killer bands. I've never done one of those cruises. That should be cool uh you're gonna have to really see how that acts with me uh, i'm real private and this is a thing where you know when you go eat you're surrounded by people so it's me jumping out of my own skin go, go have a good time then we do a month in the states and we, we come right back off out of that we go to south africa which we've never been to um and then we go do a ton of european festivals download uk download paris some really massive massive festivals uh overseas and then we come back from there uh and it looks like there's a uh asia thing happening there i, I believe we're going to australia and then japan and and thailand and all you know all sorts of places so uh we, we really do have a lot of work ahead of us what i'm trying to do is is slot some time in to get back into the united states in the fall time uh but there's a band that just inquired about going out with us uh in europe at the end of fall so we'll, we'll have to see you know mm -hmm. most of the times i like to be in the united states at least eight to ten weeks a year mm -hmm. um and it, I mean, it's a it's a far cry. Like when we're there just for four weeks out of a whole year, that means we're incredibly busy. So yeah. we'll have to see what happens. But right now, it's that's the way that it's looking like, and it's shaping up. Is that this this four weeks now might might only be it? Yeah, and and, and I guess too as well. Um, it it was just announced about a day or two ago. Um, you know, if this happens to be the only American tour that you guys are doing for the year, you guys are also doing a one-off in Chicago at Chicago Open Air. Um, I think uh, Ozzy's going to be one of the headliners, Korn, um, and, and a bunch of other really great bands. I know, uh, you know, uh, the guys at Body Counter are going to be playing too. I know they're dropping a brand new record pretty soon, so that should be pretty sweet. Um, and I, I mean, it, it's got to it's got to still be kind of weird, you know, after doing this for you know well over a decade of you know seeing when you release an album and then maybe you know the start of the year and looking at an entire year and seeing that pretty much everything is mapped out and you'll know where you'll be you know on the second weekend in june or the third weekend in july or something is that still kind of like a a bit of a surreal feeling to you or is it something that just kind of you've just gotten used to after doing this for a full-time job for for you know what i mean years you and know years. I, 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 yeah i mean look after 26 years i, I always say this i really have no time to look back i'm just looking forward yeah. I'm, I'm moving forward i'm doing music i'm booking tours um there, there will be a time when I take enough time off to look back and, and, and look at this ride and this uh, very special thing I've been part of. Uh, and it's really, uh, it's about the people that have supported me my whole life. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about the people that, that have supported me in music since, you know, since early 95. And, and even way before then, that, that, you know, my parents supporting me, you know, being in punk rock bands and, and psychobilly bands when I was 15, 16, 14 years old. It's about all the support uh, around me that I've had um, that has probably accumulated to me to me being in it for this long but but basically the people that have supported my music for so long so I'm, I'm very appreciative to, to still be doing it doing it on this level uh, and getting ready to jump levels I've made some yeah. some, some moves business wise uh, business wise in the last year that 
are going to definitely come to fruition and you know some really great things are getting ready to happen for devil drivers so stick with us and and, and get to watching because it's getting ready to to skyrocket for sure oh yeah man definitely can't wait can't wait to hear all about that and i mean just just aside from you know obviously doing double driver and cold chamber and whatnot just for yourself and you know kind of talking about the business side of things what else is it that you do do kind of uh within the music business um you know are, are you booking bands doing some management that kind of stuff well, I am getting into a management company uh, right now, and that's going to come to fruition within this year. Uh, also, I've got a startup record label that is talking to me now about bringing me on. So we'll we'll see, you know, where we come to the table with that. But I do a lot, man. I run a business called Sun Cult. Uh, I have people that I mean, I live in California, so I grew up surfing. So yeah. if you get on Instagram and Twitter, you can go and check out Sun Cult. We're launching our site in seven weeks. And, we do all sorts of boards and apparel and it's my kids, my wife and I, and it's something that we do that's really cool. But I mean, I've got, you know, obviously I've got these two bands, I've got uh, other things that I am doing, um, but they all kind of stay underground until I pop them up and, and let you guys know what I'm doing, you know, but I'm constantly in the studio and I'm constantly uh, making different moves on, on different levels, doing different things, you know? Yeah, man, definitely. That, that, that's really rad to hear too. I mean, obviously, after being in the music uh, business as long as you have now, as you just mentioned, you know, 25, 26 years, um, you, you know, to also be doing stuff outside of it, but also stuff, you know, like the management side of things and possibly a record label coming up and stuff. It, it just kind of seems really fitting. You know what I mean? I think if you, you know, look, I, what that old saying is, but, you know, if you, if you love what you do, you don't work a day yeah. in your life. <laughs> Uh, and I and I feel very privileged to you know even know you know the t kind of touring that I do and the kind of traveling that I do. I mean, not most people could keep up with me. Yeah. Um, I think that I, I, I have been blessed in a way that I do love being on the road. I do love playing shows, and and it and it shows in the live shows. You know, uh, yeah. and somebody said to me on an interview right before you, it's like, you know, well when you can't do this at a hundred percent, you know, like what, what will you do for a living or what will you do? And I said, well, for sure, when I can't do it at a hundred, 110%, I'll walk away. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that really, that really stuck with that journalist uh, earlier today because they came back at the end of the interview and said, you know, I just want to say that what you just said was, you know, I thank you for that. You know, yeah. you know, they see promoters that are, they see, uh, they see guys going out there that, you know, are not are not putting their best foot forward, and I, I don't. I think people pay good money to see a band, a live band that is a live band, right? I mean, yeah. if you've never seen Devil Driver live, we we within our camp always go, you know, if, say if, say if there's someone going on after us, and it's not an egotistical thing. It's just something that we keep inside of us to keep us hungry. But we're like, so wait, you know, at a festival or whatever. So who's going on after us? Like they'll pay, you know, and like yeah. that's. As long, as long as that attitude, we have a very punk rock attitude in this band. If you've ever seen us live, it's a very uh, punk rock going off live show. Um, you know, heavy metal punk rock going off live show. And I think that, that's been, that's what's carried us for so long. And that's what uh, keeps people coming back over and over and over. I just did a, like some, a poll, you know how you can do on, on Twitter. I just did a poll the other day. Like I've seen... Uh, I've seen Devil Driver, you know, between one and three times, between three and six times, you know, between six and ten, or never. And it was really crazy. It's like, you've either seen me six to ten times, or you've never seen me. So it's not like people are coming out, you know, once or twice. Because when I read that poll, I even tweeted it back, like, okay, this is interesting. Like, yeah. you've either seen me six to ten times, or you ha or 30% or of you that follow me, like, haven't seen me live. So... Those are the people that I want to reach out to right now and say, well, if you haven't seen Devil Driver Live, maybe you should come see what we do. And then when you go watch other metal bands, you can see if they're just laying back and if they're just, you know, kicking back, playing their songs and letting the lights do the movement, yeah. you know? I think, yeah. So, I mean, it's something we pride ourselves on within Devil Driver is the live show and the tightness of the live show as well. For, for sure, man. And I think that's something that, you know, having been a person that, that's seen you guys a, a couple of times, it's something you can almost instantly see as soon as a band walks on stage, whether they're, you know what I mean, 100% into it, ready to, to kick some fucking ass, or if they're just going through the motions. And I can very, very comfortably say that, you know, anytime that I've seen you guys, as soon as you guys hit the stage, it's like, fucking all right, let's do this shit and go from zero to 100. You know what I mean? Right, and that's that's really what it is too. So. 
Yes. Wow, that's there you wild. Go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's all good. Yeah. I got a fire station right at the base of my house, so I hear that twice or three times a day, no matter <laughs> what. But oh, fuck. Um, thanks for saying that, man. I mean, look, live, that's what we pride ourselves on. And, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, that is why I took a break as well for a while. It's just to like, you know, okay, look, man, we, we can't we can't limp through shows. You gotta, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can't go, well, God, this is my, you know, 280th show this year. It's yeah. like, it doesn't matter at that point to break your back at that point. I mean, at that point, if you don't go home in the hot to the hospital after the show, something's wrong. Yeah. You gotta go off as hard as, as hard as you possibly can. And, um, the guys do, man. I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded by not only killer musicians, but uh, yeah, it's one thing to be a musician. It's another thing to be a, an amazing live player. And uh, the, all the guys in this band are just fucking amazing live players. And I've, I've always tried to surround myself with whatever band or project I've done, either it's like even Born of the Storm with Mark Morton from Lamb of God. Like, yeah. Try to surround yourself with people, like-minded people who love what they do, and everything will come to fruition for you. You know, Whether it's music or... or you know, I was in construction all my life with my father, and I just used to hear him talking to different framers or roofers or, you know, the bricklayers. And, like, the guys he got along with the best, like, they made they made great moves together. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, that's that's what goes on in my head, you know. Whenever I surround myself with people, I start thinking about that kind of aspect. Yeah, for sure, man. And, and I, it's, it's one of those things, too, where, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, at first when, you know, you play in a band and you go to take a break... They might think of it as, oh, like, why would you, why would you stop that or that? But it, at the exact same other hand, it's one of those things where it's like, look, you have so many years to live in a life. If, if you're not going to be playing live shows for a year or two and you're using it to rejuvenate, you know, yourself and your band, that could literally extend the, the, the lifespan of your band by, you know what I mean? Like 5, 10, 15, 20 years, like it could honestly make a huge difference in the end. You know what I mean? Right, and I'll just tune you into a little secret that musicians don't want me to say because it's like a fucking dirty little secret that they keep to themselves, right? <laughs> but they can extend their career by putting out records every fucking five years, four or five years instead of every two years. They yeah. can try to extend their life like that. But we don't do that within Devil Driver. Like, if you're going to get a record every two to two and a half years, no matter what, like... And we stick to that. Like when mm-hmm. I grew up, I got a record a year from bands that I that I loved. Yeah. And when we try to keep it to that, and so yeah, a lot of musicians will, you know, okay, and, and and most people aren't aware of this either. Between record cycles, most bands go off for at least a year, year and a half away from each other. Like yeah. me t- saying I was taking a year break was like me actually saying I'm taking a year break. But um, you know, most of the time. Uh, people, you know, in bands, they, they, they come off, they come off at least for a year, year and a half between records. We never do that in yeah. Devil Drive. We we come off the road for a very brief time. We've been writing all year long. We kind of come off for maybe a month or so, then we gather our thoughts, we get together with the music, and we, and we put it down, and we go for it. And that has been, it can either be, it could be a detriment if you're coming out with shitty material. Yeah. But if you're writing on a, on, if you're writing on a capable level that's growing, then why would you want to stagnate for four years? Because that growth is going to be incredible four years from now. And instead of getting one record out, if you get two records out, maybe that next one is even going to be even better and more growth than that. We like to constantly test and challenge ourselves, challenge our audience. Um, and especially since, I mean, look, none of us in the band are 20 years old. Yeah. But a lot of our fan base of a very wide base of our fan base is young very young like 15 to 20 and they have a short time span as well right they have a short like uh, attention span i should say right mm-hmm. most definitely like millennials yeah. and whatever you know short attention span so it's like put out music put it out on a good level and keep giving them what they love and then they'll come to the shows and yeah and after taking a little while off coming back with trust no one i mean this has been a great run for us we had a great time on the hatred tour we're getting ready to go out on this headline run with death angel and, and uh, the agonist and winds of plague and i just think this thing is going to be killer i can't wait yeah. to the stage man you can you can hear it in me you know <laughs> yeah man you definitely can it's just making me even more excited for the uh for the show in toronto coming up i believe it's on uh february the 15th man oh it's going to be a killer show for sure i love toronto you know there's a few cities uh that are make or break really yeah. I think New York, LA, uh, definitely Toronto, uh, London, 
Uh, and there's a few other little cities too that that, that 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 if you can make it there, you know you can make it in the rest of uh, America. You know, like yeah. Boise, Idaho. Like if you you know you draw in Idaho on a Tuesday night, you're going to do well. You know, uh, the rest of the time not in the major cities. So yeah. I love Toronto. It's, it's always been a great place to come for me. Um, and I can remember I've had some really great times there, man. I mean, not not only with Devil Diver, but with Cole Chamber, and I got to meet some some really cool people in that city as well. I mean. That's the first time I ever met uh, Jeff Martin from Tea Party. Is when he came up on the bus there, and we were in Toronto. So, nice. You know, I got great special special memories of that time. For, for sure, man. Uh, j- just an, uh, an aw- it's just such an awesome awesome city too. Just uh, the food, the, the culture, everything, man. It's uh, tr- Toronto. Truly, is one of the one of those special cities in, in the world. And uh, you know, living here. I feel pr- pretty comfortable uh, saying that, you know what I mean? Whereas, you know, maybe in some of the other bigger cities, uh, a lot of people might not necessarily say that about them, you know what I mean? Right, you know, it's like it's like the consummate uh, diverse city, Toronto. You know, yeah. it's, it's completely diverse, uh, different architecture everywhere. Uh, I just, I love the liberal, there's a liberal feeling about that town that I just absolutely uh, draws me to it. Yeah. So we can't wait to come and play the show and, Tell everybody to come on out. And let's have a good time. Oh yeah, man! And just for yourself, Des, uh, just as far as um, you know, whether it's uh, it's bands you've heard in the last couple of years or maybe in the past year, just newer bands coming up within uh, kind of metal and hardcore music band. Are there any uh, bands for yourself that uh, that you've really really enjoyed that that maybe you hadn't heard of up to that point? Whether it was a band that you guys took it on tour or a band that maybe somebody came to you and said, "Hey, man." I think you should really check these guys out. They're doing a lot of really cool stuff. You know, I like, you know, Dave Lombardo's band, Dead Cross? Yep. Have you heard that band? Yeah, I man. love that band, man. That band's killer. I mean, I listen, look, I got my ear to the ground. I hear yeah. everything that comes out that's new. Most of the time I hear it before it's got a record deal. I get a ton of demos on the road, and I listen to every single one of them. Um, I'm listening to a band called Kavacon right now. Nice. Very far from metal. So if you're going to check it out, just... Be ready to go to the chill zone. The chill zone, but it's K A V A K O N. Matter of fact, I got in touch with the guy. I was like, I'd love to work with you. You know, he's got some really great ideas musically. Um, yeah. But I, I, I listen to a ton of punk rock as well, and I think here's what's happening now. Like today in L.A., I said this two years ago, and everyone was like, "What? Let's see." But I told everybody the punk rock scene was coming back, and like that's exactly what's getting ready to happen. And you can feel it. It's, and you know what? I think yeah, going back to what you said, even about Trump, I think that's helping that aspect of music. There's like this fucking rebellion again. And I've always had it within me. I've always had this rebellious attitude. Uh, the, the things that I write about are, you know, very poignant. Uh, it could be considered rebellion in, in all of their forms. And you watch like young punk bands coming up in Los Angeles and, and surrounding her, I mean, even in London, young punk bands, and I was like, man, fucking rebellion is here again, and I'd love to see that. It's like, uh, especially within music, you know? Yeah. So I think that's really that's really what you guys should be looking out there for in Toronto as well, because it's definitely going to hit you. I think the punk rock scene is, yeah. you know, art and punk is coming back full on, you know? And it's where I started, this, this punk rock and psycho. It's like, that's what I started listening to, you know? And then I found Motorhead, and they were like, they had long hair. And I was like, whoa, fuck, what's this? You know, I'm like, went into metal from there. You know, I mean, the obvious classic rock stuff, Ozzy or whatever, but, you know, I was a punk rock kid and psychobilly listener, you know, and there you go, so. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's it's actually kind of funny, too. I had the opportunity to speak with... Um, Pat, the drummer from Anti-Flag, uh, last Friday when they came into Toronto, and uh, kind of j- just his outlook on you know punk and everything that's about to happen. He said, you know, we can we can see it just you know playing shows on this tour. They're doing their 20th anniversary tour for uh, Die for the Government. And they're like, we we can see that this is it, it's it's all not it is going to happen. It's already happening in all of these places that were that were we're playing on this tour in places that we're going to, we can already, you know, kind of, kind of see it start to come back a little bit stronger than maybe it's been in the, the last couple of years. Right. And just, uh, incredible to see that, man, because when you get that, you get, you know, you get those young kids in their parents' garage jamming and like, that's where it's going to come from. That's where the next band is going to come from. So it's to end things off, man, just, uh, as far as, uh, where you want the listeners to go and, uh, pick up a trust one, whether it's uh, digitally or physically, where can they go for that? 
hey, wherever you want to pick up our music is fine with me, man. You can go to iTunes and pick it up, or you can go pick up a disc uh, if you if you want the physical product. That's always fun to me. I still pick up physical product just to have it. Um, but support us in any way possible. Go to DevilDriver.com. We've got a Facebook. I've, I'm always on Instagram uh, and on Twitter at DesPafara. So you can hit me up, ask questions. I'm always getting on uh, Instagram on my live feed. As a matter of fact, I've been doing it a couple nights in a row now, just getting on my live feed, watching horror movies, talking to people, and it's been a good time. So any way you can support us would be helpful. Hell yeah, man. Sounds great. Well, Des, thanks a lot for joining me on Rock the Walls tonight, man. I really appreciate it for your time and really looking forward to the headliner coming up with Death Angel, Winds of Plague, and The Agonist. One of the things I like to do with the bands that I interview is I get them to choose uh, two songs from their catalog that they want the listeners to hear, and then a song that you'd like to hear by uh, any band, any artist, any genre. So if you want to pick uh, two Double Driver songs and a song by any other band, uh, go for it. Uh, I want you to play Trust No One off the new record, as well as Clouds Over California. And then right after that, why don't you go into Hellbound by uh, Pantera. Hell yeah, man. Sounds great. Des, thanks a lot, man. And really looking forward to catching you guys uh, next month uh, up here in Toronto, man. All right. Take care, brother. Thank you for the support. I'll see everybody out there. Sounds good, man. Go and check out their latest album, Trust No One. It's out right now. You can catch them out on the road starting in early February with The Egotist, Death Angel, and Winds of Plague off of that album it's devil driver trust no one on rock the walls
Devil Driver, Trust No One, on Rock the Walls. That is the album title track to their 2016 album. I would say you're definitely going to see them playing that song and a bunch of other awesome Devil Driver classics on this Bound by the Road tour, which kicks off early next week. Uh, The guys are just wrapping up 70,000 tons of metal. That was a crazy-ass lineup, that's for sure. Uh, Really cool metal crews. Um, You had bands like Amaranth, Arch Enemy, uh, just like a million and two other bands. Seriously, it was just absolutely a crazy lineup. Just before we end off the show tonight, I'm just going to give uh, anyone out there who, who might be considering adopting another pet or taking care of a friend's dog or anything like that. At this point in time, just before the show and on the air tonight, I just adopted cat number four. I'm also watching a dog for a month. But if you look in the encyclopedia of fucking insanity... Living with four cats and a dog in a one-bedroom apartment, it is most definitely a textbook example in there. Uh, so I would uh, most definitely say uh, you got to be a dog or you got to be a cat person. You got to choose one or the other. I'm um, seeing my cats petrified of this dog, although standing their ground um, is something that always concerns me a little bit. Obviously, the dog's like twice the size of these cats or two or three times the size of these cats but he's a little suck at the exact same time whereas uh my cats uh i would say they're all pretty uh pretty fearful gentlemen to to say the very least as uh my one cat louie is uh walking across the room just a couple feet away from the dog that we are watching with a stealth like James Bond uh, movement to say the very least. But um, you guys can follow me over on social media at rock the walls on Twitter and Facebook. Go and uh, follow uh, Adobe radio and uh, Adobe Howell as well on their Twitter and Facebooks and Instagrams. I got to get on the Instagram shit. I I know I'm probably one of the only people in existence who doesn't have it. Coming up on next week's show, we will be speaking to Lou Masili of Palisades and as well, the guys in Curses, an awesome metalcore band from West Virginia. Not to be confused with the Canadian Curses, which we get to in that interview. Um, uh, Pretty funny stuff. Uh, So definitely check that out next week. And as I mentioned before, at the start of the show, you can also catch uh, podcasts up on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts on Mondays and Fridays from now on, starting this week on February the 6th. I've been your host, Patrick Walford. You have yourself a great night and always remember to listen loud.